We use this image of planting seeds a lot, at least I do, in talking about meditation practice and, and what our job is when we're as a yogi. You can see our practice so much in terms of this image of planting seeds. Every moment of mindful awareness, we're planting a seed. Every moment we bring attention to cultivating one of the Brahma Viharas, we're planting these seeds with, by forming these, in, these intentions in the mind. When we bring attention to our actions, we're planting seeds for our future happiness. So much of the way of what we do, our job is this planting a seed. That's what we, what we do every moment we come out of the dream. We wake up to the present, another seed. Think of how many seeds you've planted over the course of this retreat. It's a lot. Just in yesterday, just so far this morning, in this last sitting period, a lot of seeds getting planted. I was just thinking this morning, sitting here with you all, with all of us sitting here, meditating together and I don't know, somehow I was struck, you know, we're, we're the ones who are here doing this. Out of all the people who might have come to this retreat, we're the ones who are actually here. Something about that struck me as profound. The Buddha said he wasn't inclined to teach, but then was persuaded to because there were those who maybe had little dust in their eyes and might be able to see and understand. Maybe we have, you know, a little extra dust, but but we're all kind of in that category. Are there any questions this morning? about your practice. desire to give that. 
house was just overflowing of a wellness and contentment and just allowing myself to feel that. And I guess my question for you is, um, is that, um, I don't do it like excessively all big or whatever, but is that a little bit of a dissipation of that energy? Um, or kind of, I don't know if I'm wording it right, but you know, kind of like how Joseph said in a Q&A a, a while ago, about somebody having the desire to skip and like let's just kind of keep the energy within ourselves. Um, I think you probably know what I'm going around even though I'm using all the words. <laughs> I think you all heard the heard the comment, the question. Um, you, I think, bringing attention to the intention or the motivation in the moment is the key there. Personally, I don't think you're going to go wrong by um, offering wishes for well-being when that arises. But it, there can be a lot of ways that you, all the ways you said that you might hold that. Just noticing that when that quality arises, it's such a beautiful, wholesome energy that arises spontaneously. You aren't doing anything, minding your own business and uh, wishing the thought to wish others well arises. How cool is that? I mean, that's, that's a good thing. You can just notice that, feel that, be aware of that, and it doesn't necessarily have to um, go any further than that, but it may. It's possible that there could be there could be some energy of that is that goes into sort of a more of an an over exuberance or something, where it's. Um, maybe less focused on just making that offering as a pure gift and focused more on something about how, that it's more about us and how we feel, I suppose. So it's looking to see what's going on there that's key. So any of the things you mentioned are, are good. You know, it's fine just to sit with it, just to notice that intention and not necessarily go into generating phrases or, or something that's more, um, more energetically outward. So I think it's really to look in the moment and, and see if you can get a feeling for what's really happening there. Is this um, born of some, something that's um, maybe more about me and less about that pure offering?
really enjoying that moment. Mm-hmm. I'm aware that I, I feel joyful or happy. I'm aware of, you know, what's, you know, the, the, the sunshine, for example, the last couple of days. Um, and, I, and I tell myself, this too will pass, so don't get attached to it. Mm-hmm. So uh, she was commenting about times when there's this deep, uh, happy contentment, joy arising. And um, thinking about something I said last night, which is a little of, you know, we might see our practices going bad when there's unpleasant feelings, going well when there's pleasant feelings. So I want to clarify something there. But wondering, is it is it okay or should she somehow, um, you know, be... be turning away from that joy and, and doing something else, focusing on um, the breath or, or something like that. What I was pointing to last night is that often we see unpleasant feeling tone arising as wrong, bad indication that the practice is something wrong there, something to fight against. We describe my practice not going well I'm equating that with an unpleasant feeling arising in relation to experience. Practice going well as uh, relating to a pleasant feeling. Now the kind of joy, happiness that you pointed to, that doesn't have to do with pleasant or unpleasant. We can have that quality even with an unpleasant feeling tone in relation to experience. So I want to make a very clear distinction. I wasn't saying that I was, I was saying pleasant feeling tone, not happy, happiness. Is, are you hearing this? Hear this. <laughs> Hear this really? Hear this. <laughs> because this, the kind of joy that you were talking about, the thing to notice there, if that is arising, we may, it may be that we really need, we would need to be mindful of the joy because we can, um, we can get really kind of identified, you could say, or attached to that. It has that has a pleasant feeling tone, doesn't it? Right. But the what you described is just um, doesn't seem like there's anything to do. And I'm aware, you know, there's you there wasn't attachment in the way you did, or identification clinging to. That wasn't what you described there. So yes, great. That's a beautiful thing. And there isn't anything to do there except notice what's happening. There may be times when it's really helpful to just really, uh, in a sense, maybe not using labeling, but noting the joy, bringing attention to that quality, really feeling that. So be really careful with, with this. That's, don't equate, don't get confused in terms of this. Because that quality, we can be filled with joy and the, the feeling tone of the experience may be unpleasant, 
but the mindfulness, uh, the, the quality of presence is where the joy is, is arising because of that. And it will probably transform the feeling tone, but be really careful about that. Is that clear? I wanted to say a couple words uh, in response to a question or in a note that may be helpful for, um, for all of us having to do with um, practicing in the lying down posture, which we've mentioned uh, four postures of sitting, standing, walking, lying down. I'd like to add a fifth, uh, in-betweening. Uh, getting between these postures is also a, a posture to practice in, maybe the best one. Ananda got fully awakened in the lying transition from standing to lying down. So pay attention when you do that. Um, there are some tips for practicing. And we all, it's great when we go to bed or when we first wake up in the morning, we're in that posture. And some of us may do some lying down during the day at other times. And it's great to train uh, ourselves to be able to practice in this posture. And I've I find, you know, there are certain things, my mind tends to wander more in that posture because that's not so practiced. So being aware of that is really helpful. Um, Otherwise, the basic instructions would be the same. We can be mindful, there is a body. we mindful of, um, when we, in sitting, we might be mindful of the sitting or standing, the standing posture, walking, walking, mindful of lying down. The classic posture that's taught is lying on the right side in the way we sometimes see Buddha statues with the hands under the head. You might try that. I find it's usually good to practice in a posture that I don't tend to sleep in. So I tend to sleep on my side, so I usually practice lying on my back. Sometimes if it's if it's at night when you're going to go to bed, you don't necessarily want to do things to to encourage wakefulness because <laughs> you might need to get to sleep. But if you're practicing at other times, it can be good to, uh, some people like to raise an arm. Let's say this is the floor under my upper arm. Just re- have a relaxed arm up because then if you do fall asleep, it'll, it'll slap you upside the head <laughs> and wake you up or have the knees up bent in a bent posture. But that's not so much when you're going to bed to go to sleep. I sometimes find for myself it, it's helpful to place uh, a hand, maybe a right hand on the area of the heart, the left hand on the belly, or you can switch them. That's what I do. Somehow that helps to encourage um, quality of mindfulness, attention, awareness, and also of kindness. Um, anything else about lying that you would add? Great, do lying meditation especially when you go to bed. Okay. In whatever posture you may find yourself, plant those seeds. That's our job. And reflect on how many you have planted so far. It's so cool. It doesn't matter what was going on. Anytime we were awake, there's another one. Okay. Thank you.